0: Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. We're going to review Society
1: of the Snow for you. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Straight into it then for this brand new Netflix film, which just dropped on January 4th. Hmm. Having been released two cinemas in Venice on the 9th of September and then the 13th of December in Uruguay and Spain. Yeah, It is directed by J.A. Bayona. Wayne, do you recognize that name at I all? I do not. He directed the second Jurassic World film. Did he? As well as The Impossible. Film oh, I've not Ewan seen McGregor that, but you like that. No, it's, yep, very good film. And it comes from a screenplay by he, Bernat Villaplana, Yame wicked, Marquez, Nicholas Casiego, <laughs> and it's based on the novel <laughs> La Sociedad de la Leuve <laughs> by Pablo Viesi. <laughs> it stars a whole bunch of people I've never seen before, which I deliberately count young. I. Uruguayan actors in these lead roles. The music is by Michael Giacchino. That I did recognise. Mm. And the runtime's 144 minutes. And the budget, wane. What do you reckon this oh
0: film yeah, costs? Okay, so foreign film,
1: plain, plain, plain. Mostly snowfields. A bunch of.
0: Mm, how about? Ah, uh, how about seventy?
1: Yeah, look, I think it's a little bit m- more than that. 60 million euro. I'm not sure the euro to US dollar exchange rate. Yeah, is, it'll be like I
0: don't know. I'm guessing around a. Ish.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, Wayne, what is this one about? Okay, so
0: Society of the Snow. In 1972, a Uruguayan flight crashes in the remote heart of the Andes, forcing survivors, who was a football team of some description, to become... Rugby. big Rugby, right. To become each other's best hope in trying to survive. A bunch of them
1: died. Mm. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> is, More is, than is, half, in fact. Is this, is this Alive? It is. So alive, it's just a retelling
0: al- of a John Malkovich movie?
1: Except Alive was based on this event. But made him all American. Yeah, well, I don't know if they're American in that film or not. Can't remember. Uh-huh. I, did, I did watch it live in 1993. I remember very little about it. I didn't even remember John Malkovich was in it. I do remember that he Ethan did the Hulk. voiceover
0: in the in the in the in the trailer. And I remember thinking he's got a cool voice. Uh, That's Ethan the Hulk illusion I remember
1: was the main character in that one. From my vague vague memory, according to the critical reactions, then. On Rotten Tomatoes, 90% of 87 critic reviews are positive, with an average score of 7.9 out of 10. And on Metacritic, always harsher, this has a weighted score of 70 out of 100, based on 25 critics indicating generally favourable reviews. Hmm. All right, then Wayne, this was we were back and forth thing all week. What film are we going to do? Which one are we going to do? We, we had a look at this sort of Aussie crime one, which was supposed to be out. We couldn't find anywhere. Kane. Kane. Yeah, couldn't and then find there was it. a couple of other ones that have been sort of released. It is very slow week. We even talked about Night Swim, but thank God we dodged that book. Is that Telstra? The new Blumhouse. Oh god, that was the first week it. of the year horror film, which kind of like Megan was Yeah. a year ago, this well, literally this time last year. And apparently it is one of the absolute stinkers of all time. So looking Not forward to watching that one to make it on my worst ten <laughs> of 2024. List. What did you think then Wayne of this fallback plan, Society of the Snow?
0: Uh Solid Mare. Solid mare. Yeah, so here's the thing. It's nice enough scenery in some places <laughs> because it was shot
1: in it's like nice a enough scenery. Scenery now is it actually like... shot actually in the place that they crashed. Yes,
0: nice nice wide shot of the snowy ass mountains, um the Andes, I believe it is. Um and <laughs> well did on. I just say that? Yeah, okay.
1: Why would you listen to any other show? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, to be honest with you.
1: Let me ask you this, Paul. Yeah. Did you have the option of of subtitles or dubbed? Uh, if I did, I just left it. It was it defaulted to subtitles, and that's where I left it.
0: I only had two options in my yeah. For me, it was like dubbed or fucking like some other like fucking what? yeah, like Farsi you or You Did you watch this on Netflix.
1: I did, but I just wondered then if you're an idiot because huh? there was English subtitles there. Uh, oh, you wanted you wanted the the dubbed. no, I
0: wanted the I wanted the undubbed
1: version. Yeah, I had an undubbed version.
0: Did you? Yes. Huh. Okay, spoilers, I didn't watch it on Netflix. <laughs> I acquired it by another means. <laughs> okay.
1: Whose fault is that? Hang on
0: now, I just wanted to know. It's okay, because I'll be honest with you. This movie was too fucking long. I know I say it a lot, and I know I do it a lot. But
1: <laughs> it
0: was like two and
1: change hours? It was two hours and 24 minutes. That's long. Of which, though, 12 minutes were the end credits and then the subtitles and the credits.
0: Yeah, okay. So I Sorry, call fu- it two hours, 12. All right, good. So 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 you heard it in Spanish? Yes. Oh, I heard it in the English dub. Ooh, right? bad. Well, this is why. It's always worse. It is always worse. And and as a result, I heard the voiceover dialogue and found it to be slightly naff and hyperbolic. For example. But again, that's your fault, not. I don't know if it's my fault. It's still the what they released. And I'll be honest with you, if I had seen it on Netflix, I know you can all call me heathen, but if I'm not particularly invested in a movie, I'll listen to the dub. I'll listen to the dub. You are. I think um, I think it works. I think... It, well, you know, here's how it is, right?
1: <laughs> Once again, why would you listen to any other review podcast? <laughs> hey,
0: this is still an option they presented. It's still something that's worth reviewing, okay? In case you're wondering about... In case you also... Would rather the oh, dub yeah, that than the now subtitle. Now you're
1: trying to say frame it like I took this one for the two. I think I think you'll find it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a great way to go. <laughs>
0: Eat my ass. <laughs> Eat all the asses, man. <laughs> all right, but even so, even if it's like like the the the, the overdub or whatever, like the voiceovering was like you know night falls like an ambush. I'm like what? no, it doesn't. It's very slow. And so just shit like that. Maybe it like,
1: does in the Andes, Wayne. I doubt very much, Where the Paul. temperature plummets. The sun
0: still fucking <laughs> rises were, and ends at the same rate.
1: Up, <laughs> up to negative 32 degrees centigrade temperatures. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, look, there's no doubt to me that the, the, the real story and whatever they went through was more than hell and probably almost not This worth is the surviving. real story.
1: I've done a lot of research between now watching this film, and yeah. it's based on a book from the recounts of the, of the 16 survivors. Mm-hmm. And it is... Pretty much corroborated what happens. They may have switched around some bits. In fact, they simplified the very end of the film, which I'll get to in spoilers.
0: Oh, good. Okay, well, that's one thing. Having the bits I remember from Alive is that in the Alive movie, as Hollywood often does in the early nineties, they made it a lot about a power struggle within the the survivors. Um, They made that. This movie doesn't do that, which is thankful and very little. Very little. Uh, I would say like some of the scenes really w- well shot with that cl- it's harrowing and it's like it's claustrophobic this when the film, snow comes this in this film
1: is stunningly shot yeah it's really I feel it's like fun- the Bayona's eye and the cinematographer who Pedro Lucky Luke Lucky Luke I believe yes Luke maybe I mean it
0: looks it actually But tell me this though because it's set in the 70s Feels like a seventies movie. Do you think that in in the spots not 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 the 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 crash and the site, but the actual before that, the, the setup, the characters. Oh yeah, setup. early on when they're in. Yeah, in, but it actually um, it's to video. Yeah, it's, but it's that? very underlit, like a seventies movie. Mm-hmm. It's shot like that on purpose, I guess. Yeah. So that's quite nice. It's great and everything in terms of like very more than competently shot, executed, acted. For all I know, because I'm not sure. Cause, yeah, it's always hard when you're not
1: yeah watching a film in your native language. But I I believe the performances are good. I believe these young men mostly were. We were trapped out there, you know. And I think that
0: in terms of like how, you know, obviously the facts themselves are very terrifying and that sort of thing. This is like the third or fourth attempt at this story being tel- being filmed. Did you know that? It was quite, there's, they, Alive was one, but there was a few more in between. This Wouldn't one. surprise me. So, um, yeah, like I said, I was fine with it, but I did find it a little tedious, Paul. Right. So, please, what did you think?
1: Uh, well, I think delightfully we kick off 2024 <laughs> with... Wayne, once again, accepting <laughs> this. Oh,
0: fuck off. It's not negative Crime. I didn't say it was a bag of tits. I just said it was like lady. It's not for me. It's not for me. Are these types of films, these types of films, <laughs> where, where people get eaten, are typically not for me. <laughs> okay. Fuck off, you love ravenous. <laughs> yeah, well, that one was good. All uh, right, fine.
1: Look, uh, now you've heard Wayne's idiotic negative take. I'll tell you the way this actually is. This is an fuck astounding film. <laughs> this film... It looks absolutely magnificent. The plane crash is visceral beyond absolute belief. When that plane crashes, and I remember that was a big thing about Alive, <gasps> the most amazing that was the best crash. thing about Alive, no doubt. This shits on that experience. Does it? Oh my god! When they, there are moments. I won't spoil it here. I'll, I'll stay vague. There are a couple of specific moments in that plane crash where my stomach crawled with what you saw happen on screen. I was oh yeah, like blown away, and then. To catch a film from Nunca, I think that was his name's perspective, and you know, so there is that narration. It's, I want to say it's a little it's a little weak to rely upon narration, but if given that this is based on a book that's come from the recounts of the of the survivors- that's all you've got to go off. Yeah, like, I don't mind it as much as I would in any other film, and, and occasionally it does augment what's happening on screen, rather than just- Tell you what you're seeing anyway, so it gets yeah. around it at that level. And
0: I think you can talk about the crash, given
1: that you know there's a crash. Yeah, right? there's a crash, and and we see the tail get ripped off. That, and people that get,
0: was cool because no warning, but Boom. It's, Boom. but it's the
1: bit where they the slam seats. into the ground and the seats all accordion into each other because they're still moving at the same pace even though the rest of the plane has stopped and then everyone's legs not everyone a few people's legs are being snapped and other people being you know but snapped like horribly oh Oh, my god like that was like holy and i didn't expect that to be fair i was like holy shit exactly that was my reaction as well and then from there what i really loved about this film is that bond or that forms between these survivors Mm -hmm. and the way you feel every subsequent death even though because you don't recognise any of these actors, unlike if it was maybe a Hollywood production when I mean, you might say, so know, you don't know Ethan who's going to that's Ethan Hawke and that's It's hard by the end of the film I could when we're whistling the cast away, I could say that's, right. that's that guy, and he's the the guy's running at the start, and this is that guy and he's the captain and but for the first half of the film I spent a lot of time going, other than the main character. Yeah. Who's that again? I was who's that again? I was. I found it very hard but to But I don't fault the film them. for that because that's that's a viewing no, I fault for, the film for that. No, I think so because they they do all look very similar. But as they would a, a, a European rugby team in the 1970s probably all did look very similar. I would argue, and I've you- seen the photo of them, and they do look very similar. So. Yeah, but
0: I would argue it's the it's the responsibility of the filmmaker to differentiate them for but your had it present. been
1: had you watched this film an, an American version of it with actors that you some of them you know, recognised. Yep, you would know the difference. That's what I'm saying it's more because we're not familiar with the cast, not because of the bad storytelling or or characterization. Yeah. So make them so in the same, so, in the same so way that when you watch an Asian film or uh, you know a film out of Europe, it takes a while to kind of work out who's who. Yeah, so I think you gotta you gotta give them all different coloured clothes, <laughs> is which thing. is really hard when they're covered in snow and all that. You know what I mean? You make you make salient <laughs> points. You make salient <laughs> oh, points. Oh, I'm thanks, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um the cinematography's stunning. Some of those shots. And like when it gives you that bird's eye view of, of that crash and how are they not seeing when the plane flew over? Well you can fucking tell because yeah. you get a shot from similar similar distance and all they are is a speck on that mm-hmm. horizon, just looks like more rock in amongst right. snow. Uh, and then when some of the deaths happened, particularly the latter in the film, it was harrowing. And that the whole thing about they ate each other, because that's the big thing. Yeah, they're, they're cannibals. Oh, people judged them for that in 1970, fucking two, fifty years ago that they did or 52 years ago they did. And eventually someone, I can't remember, one of the survivors, I think it was Roberto, mm-hmm. says, well, we did what we had to do because of the sacrifice of our of our friends and our brothers. Yeah. And God would have wanted us to come back to our mothers if so cashed it like that. Mm. And then, oh, yeah, God probably would want you to come oh, back no, to This mothers. is South America, okay? They're going
0: to be very, what would religious. God want you to do? You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Highly so. religious.
1: <laughs> anyway, the point is, I was blown away by this movie. We watched this. Wife and I put this on one night and normally wife goes to bed pretty pretty strongly around about 10 p.m. That's mm-hmm. her, she gets up way earlier than I do. So we watched this through to 11 o'clock and then we still had an hour to go. And She's like, we've got to stop. All right. And we stuck it back on the next night and barrel, it was so compelling. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I read all the articles about it subsequently so I could be informed about this review. Did the people really, you know, they literally died in the order they did. They follow this thing to the letter.
0: I'm surprised you found it so compelling. Oh,
1: it was moving by the end. Like, you know, we talked not, not that long ago about how rare it is to get an emotional film. I was emotional by the end of this movie. Thinking really? about what all these these young guys went through and, and how they pulled it off against the odds and the courage shown by the, the groups that would strike out on their own to try and find salvation. And yeah, holy shit, what a movie. Incredibly moving, incredibly impressive from a technical standpoint. I find this film other than that narration. Hard to fault.
0: I think my sort of take on it is that making a movie like this about a thing that happens like this—it's sort of I don't know—it kind of eludes like the idea of what like this is as close as we can get to what they possibly could get through.
1: I still myself like when they were in that fuselage and the fucking avalanche came. I was horrified. I felt claustrophobic. The avalanche was a good scene. I will I will definitely say
0: that. And in fact, one one thing that sort of amused me there was these moments in the film where. Someone's got a camera, right? And these are the camera shots that you see at the very end over the mm. credits. So yep. definitely watch those because it's so close,
1: right, yeah. to what they look like. Even the shot from the helicopter. And the shot from yeah. the helicopter
0: is great, and there's like that's a, an old fucking video, mm-hmm. fucking like shit. Seeing them sort of smile for the camera, and, you know, they're smiling, and, and they're all half of them were dead. They're all fucked and everything, and they're still smiling for the camera. Eating each other, eating each other, and that's one thing, right? The eating each other thing. I was, I always wondered about this. If you had to eat other people on a crash or whatever, right? wouldn't you cook it at least?
1: That's exactly what my wife said as well. I did find that a little odd. Because, like... They did have the capacity they have f- to make fire. Because they had a lot of cigarettes and shit. Yeah. So,
0: like... Exactly. And they had a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> um, well, 1972. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, I would definitely cook it because just for, like... Salmonella, or whatever. I don't know what yeah, it is. It, what happens to people when they.
1: Well, it's worth uh, emphasizing, though, for that this point that it didn't sensationalize that at all. Really focused on the moral quandary that the characters faced on Absolutely. whether they should or shouldn't do this. It didn't make it gory or grotesque.
0: No, no, no. The closest you got were like rib bones or something. Yeah. yeah. So. Again, I cool.
1: admire the film for that, but that wasn't Bayona's intention at all. He wasn't interested in sensationalizing. He wanted to tell this story as close to the bone. Hmm. He wanted to put you there as the audience. And I feel like he and his crew genuinely succeeded in the same way the impossible. Put you in the middle of a tsunami rolling into. How does this film compare to that? I like this movie better. Yeah, but I can see why others might find it the opposite way because this uh, is—it's almost unrelatable now. In that you know, fifty young men flying in a piece of shit plane crash Mm. in the Andes, whereas you could be at a tourist resort. Like just happened last week, there was a tsunami in Japan. Not not one like, not like one like after the um, big earthquake which knocked out Fukushima. No, but big enough that they had to evacuate three hundred and fifty thousand people or some shit. Really, to move them to higher ground because yeah, the swell of water came in. So that feels like it still could happen. I'm not saying plane crashes can't don't happen, but they happen not because of ineptitude like that did in this particular mm. movie. So yeah, okay, yeah. Nice. All right, so all right. I really dug. It. I just want to hit the spoiler button. We've Go for it. Go Pretty for much, it. much covered most of I think so. the film there, but there's some things I want to talk about versus real life versus the film, and you should absolutely don't Wayne's tepid fucking <laughs> review. Don't listen to his shit. It's fine, everyone. Listen, it's fine. listen to me. It's fine. This film is fantastic. <laughs> uh, it's moving. It's brutal. It's harrowing. It will fill you full of incredible adulation for the human spirit to survive. And I can't think what else this film could have done. It is astounding.
0: It'll be fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Let's get into another side of Jack. You can't handle the truth. And this is all truth. Apparently Wayne can't handle it. <laughs> Because he's a dick smash. No, I can handle it. I just, <laughs> I just don't jack off over it. And I'm like, <laughs> this is like
0: John Wick four all over again.
1: Um, <laughs> Stand by for more discussions about that film coming soon to, to this podcast.
0: <laughs> one thing I will say is that, and I know this, this is it follows who died in order as it really mm-hmm. happened, but one thing I did find interesting is that the what seemed to be the lead guy. He is the lead guy. Is it Nando or it's is it n- Red
1: Rooster? Is it like is, No, Nando was, is, he was, was one of the guns who survived. It, this is Nunka, I think.
0: There's no way his name is Nunka? Nunca. Numa.
1: Numa. Yeah, good Numa. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: All right, so. Milka! <laughs> Milka! All right, so, uh, <laughs> Milka. So it's, um, yeah, Numa. yeah, he
1: seemed to, because he was narrating. Well, he was, he was the lead. Yeah, but then he died. And how Again, what a great. No, that's what I mean. That also made the narrate, I was steering clear of that for the spoilers. Mm-hmm. You thought he was going to be the one, and he did. He tried to walk out, but he'd cut himself, and apparently that's the. I don't know whether it was because he kicked out the window after they were buried, and he got he got claustrophobic. And, mm. But he absolutely did sustain an injury, and the infection did kill him. It, was an infection. it he wasn't infection. It wasn't frostbite. Was it? He was, was the last to die. Yeah. Oh uh, Yeah. So that was that was that's something quite, I didn't expect. And then so the narration is going pretty much for the whole film. He dies and says, "I am Numa." Takati, I died on the eleventh of December, nineteen seventy-two, and then we don't hear his narration again until the very end when they've been found, and there's like five or six lines of it. I thought that was really great way of throwing you off, so because that brought me back on the narration, it would have dropped my score, but I'm like, okay, you won me back over with that. Really? Because the narration
0: is what got to me in the end. I'm certainly going, this is dragging on.
1: I understand you survived.
0: I didn't. I did not feel a a lot of platitudes at all in in this movie. At all.
1: I loved. I would not cut a single minute from this film. Really? Mm -hmm. I'd cut about twenty.
0: Alright so Jesus <laughs> What about you Wayne what would else? also
1: Cut off your foot And eat it <laughs> If you <he> needed to
0: <laughs> I don't know Well look We see that now But I'm sure If I was in that spot Let's hope we never I don't know what it. Because that's hoping. never exactly uh,
1: And that's I think that's just Such an impossible decision And they play that Really well And he was Numar was One of the guys Who ate very sparingly And refused to After he got sick At the end And they basically Said that's why he died Oh So Wow All that's true A lot of character For a young kid Yeah and the Apparently the accounts Are very very consistent They've Very rarely, if ever, turned on each other. There was very... So unlike what you're describing alive as being, there was no power struggle. It was just these guys banding together to survive because that was their only way that they were going to. The whole finding the tail part, that happened. All that happened. The only change is that it was much more complicated to get them out of there than the film made it look. Two helicopters did not fly in and lift them all out. Oh, really? And there was no discussion about bringing that... that, The the, bag. The case full of all there, which was a really touching moment. But Roberto really did have, he did bury the rest of the human remains he had with him that they were eating because yep. he's like, okay, I don't need this anymore. And yep. so yep. they found that guy. He was on the other side of the river. And I read a couple of different accounts, but long story short, he had to go home, this guy, and come back with his sons or, and call for help. Really? And, uh, and they were throwing rocks across with paper With paper, attached. yep, yep. And then the, the uh, military and the like did come. They could only get one helicopter out there and they took, they left, I can't remember if it was four of them. Or seven of them. I could only get half of them basically on the plane. So that's right. Eight of them stayed. Uh, the other ones got off first of all. That makes sense because helicopters do not carry a lot of people. And four people volunteered to stay with them over the next night, and they came back and got them the next day. Can you imagine the courage? Wow! It would take yeah, them? not to stay because I think for one night everyone's going to survive. Yeah, but you're still but for those ones who could have been rescued then to let their mates go first and whatever, however they decide that that's that's true heroism. I feel true. No more so though than Nando and Roberto and the other guy as well who tried to call out with them. and They made that decision so far that when. When they got to the top of that rise and you saw just mountains Mm, as far as the eyes could see and they made that decision we've got enough food here for 10 days if you go back and I thought that was so powerful and so well done.
0: Yeah, it's like you're asking me to come out and date
1: with you. And they really did find a radio and make it work again and that's when they did hear the the search had been called off after 10 days and they really were all just sitting in there talking and laughing when the avalanche hit and then the second one came and buried them in there. All of that shit is true and I just think it's Absolutely incredible that anyone survived this. No, it is. It is one of the most no am- doubt. amazing, courageous stories ever told. And no wonder it's been told several times over Beyond Alive and Society of the Snow. It's
0: kind of amazing that the the uh, a crash anyone survives. Do
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. So the story behind that is one, the plane wasn't in good condition Yeah, anyway, what happened there? And the pilots were they were they were rushed off this land effectively for whatever strange reason I couldn't quite understand. So they, they chartered this plane because it was happy. It had to leave immediately. They got it at a cheap rate. So they'll jump on it on Friday the 13th, which they said the irony wasn't lost on them. Mm. And then they fly. And as the guy was telling them who dies in the very start of the plane crash, he's saying, oh, we're going down to this pass in between the, the highest points of the Andes. Mm-hmm. The pilot somehow fucks up completely and thinks they've gotten through in this storm and they're coming into land. He radios into the airport they're meant to be coming to saying permission to land. They like, give him permission to land. He comes into land and smashes straight into the top of the so mountain. So he was a too low. Well, he thought he was at the airport. What the fuck? Yeah, that's 1972 fucking... Technology for you. So,
0: did he not see... Oh, it must have been snowy. Have or see, so. Yeah. But was. then no the fly can't. Just keep high. Till he, oh, that's fucked up. Yep.
1: So, it's basically, at the end of the day, it, there was some kind of mechanical error, but it was basically pilot error that killed them all. <gasps> and so, that part when they're talking to the surviving pilot after it crashes and then he, he dies. God bless you. All. Yeah. God and he's saying, God bless you. you. Yeah. God save you. He told them that where they were in the wrong spot. So, the first time they struck out to the west mm. hoping to find Chile Yeah, and they were going in the completely wrong direction which is they've got hell. nowhere. And that... That with the point we just about to be ready to lay down and die. We've walked for a day and a half. There's nothing, everyone. That came that's back. exactly
0: what I would do, Paul. Because first of all, I wouldn't know where I am. It's I have awful. no sense of direction. I'd be walking south when I thought I'd be walking west, and then I'd be like, "Yeah, I just die." <laughs> so yeah, they, they walked
1: in the right direction because that's not hard to tell from where the sun is if you can see the sun, of course. But he didn't. know and where And they, they did were wait from. for the thaw to. Yeah, but they said he said we're in this spot, and so they went west from there, which was they weren't in that spot. So when I they went west, now
0: like they'd be like. Black boxes in the plane. Yeah. Everyone would have a fucking phone. You know, what I mean? like I don't know though. Who knows, right? Even yeah. their
1: ingenuity to you got to rig stuff up and build That's those sleep bags and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, just truly. Incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was blown away by this movie. I thought it was really fantastic. I'm a little sad that you d- didn't enjoy it, Wayne, that your <laughs> lack of capacity to concentrate for any more than 17 and a half seconds has brought you undone yet again. Are you know <laughs> what? It's not just my, it's just these type of things are just not my kind of movie. Ah,
0: just That's what it was. The so.
1: indomitable human spirit. I love it. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> that one's going on the box cover art. <laughs>
0: No, no, look, there's, taking nothing away from this experience, it's just, it's more purely on the movie itself. It just, it's a moving movie, but it's not my kind
1: of film, so I probably wasn't in the right mood. There you go. So, based on true story, survival epics, animation, and horror are all Wayne's non-bag. Some animation's good. <laughs> As long as it falls into my TV shows, yeah, it is. The true stories. you know killing
0: that, me, Smalls. <laughs> so true stories I tend to respond to are things like like things that I can relate to, like like business stories, like BlackBerry and oh fucking God. T- I know. So BlackBerry it's is boring as fuck. Yeah, uh, it was all right. It was all right. It's, it was yeah, exactly. But I like that one. More than this one. Oh. But, there you go, Paulie. It's just it's just very heavy on your heart to feel so much for oh humanity God. when you're already feeling so much about your whole life. I feel like I'm taking <laughs> crazy pills. <laughs>
1: Maybe one Black day. Blackberry, a better film than society. No,
0: no, it? no. I'm saying I enjoy it. Well, it's that.
1: 2024 and I've already heard everything from <laughs> you. One week in. Uh, look, yeah. Uh, effectively, I thought this film was fantastic. Shall we score it, Wayne? Anything else to oh, say? Sure. Good or bad? Probably no, no. good.
0: Look, it's. No, I've, I've said everything. God knows I won't say anything else about this and <laughs> the fucking Mary over here gets pissed about it. <laughs> Why don't you go first, Paulie?
1: Yeah, okay, sure. I'm going to go first. Uh, and as I said, I was blown away. Really enjoyed it. Wife was right there with me. Normally, she's way harsher on films, believe it or not, than I am, unless it falls into her wheelhouse. I don't believe it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's a light comedy or that kind of thing. In which, goes definitely, I am the harsher one. Uh, this film's fantastic. 88. Wow. Out of 100. 68. Okay. <laughs> it's three and a half stars. That's pretty I good. I reckon I talked you up by about five or six points. I think you did. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still we have our new Negatron for two thousand and twenty four. Fuck you. We'll see how long this holds for. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I though. think early last year where there was like three films in a row where you were like, ah wow. ten points less than me.
0: Yeah, you kept picking dogs. Um
1: <laughs> I saved us. There is no way in the world Kane is a better movie than this piece of sh- than this wonderful film than that piece of shit based on the earlier reviews I've read about I that.
0: mean that seems that seems fair, but that doesn't mean shit. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure what we've got line up next week, Wayne. Oh, maybe I do. I think it might be the beekeeper with Jason Statham. Also going to go out and limp. No winner is going <laughs> to <laughs> Inclined to agree with you. But, you know. We knows. shall find out in due course. Thank you so much for joining us today for our view of Society of the Snow, which I'm not going to try and do the Spanish name again because Wayne likes to laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> you can let us know what you thought of this film via email at the countdownpodcast at gmail.com on Twitter. Sorry, X at the Countdown PC. Like and follow the show on Podbean, where we host. Check out the Facebook, this community, links in the show notes for discussions about film, television, and all other things Countdown. And that is it for us today. Thank you so much. Oh, our website, the thecountdownpodcast.com. Thanks for joining us. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. This has been The Soundboard. You're a cunt.
0: Fuck off. You're a
1: cunt. <laughs> you're <laughs> all. You've always been a cunt. And the only thing that's going to change is you're going to become an even bigger cunt. We will catch you next time. <laughs> See ya.